Welcome to More Than Movies. I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. Today we draft Hollywood's biggest money makers, hopefully. And it's trivia time. Plus, we check out a couple trailers and talk about addictive tech. It's time for a More Than Movies draft. All right, we have a brand new segment for you with the MTM Draft. This time around, we're going to do the 2018 Box Office Draft. We are going to alternate back and forth, picking what we believe will be the biggest movies of the year. We'll go pick for pick. There won't be any duplicates. And then this time next year, we will reveal and see who wins for glory. I like it. And maybe we'll figure out the scoring system by then. Because right now we just know we are picking our favorites. And whoever gets the most really in our top 25 next year wins. Yay. We are going to start with you, Ivana, because... Well, well, because I'm not as up to date on the movie news. That's like your job. You're always telling me like, what's a big deal movie and what is it? Yeah. So I think it's like, it's a good handicap. Plus this is sort of my idea. So I feel like you should go first. So what you're, <laughs> what Ivana's going to do is she's going to pick her number one draft pick who she thinks is going to perform the best. In the year 2018. What movie is that, Ivana? Solo, a Star Wars story. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, Star Wars movies have performed really well over the last, like, three years. I mean, haven't they all been number one? I mean, I think it's kind of silly because I, I, I saw that it was only coming out in May, which just seems like a bad timing. Why would you not release another Christmas one? Right. Exactly. I know. Like that formula is working for them. Everyone gets excited for their Christmas Star Wars fix. I don't know why they're advancing the schedule, but whatever. I still think it's going to make the most money. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that you made that pick because I'm going to go with my first round draft pick, which is Avengers Infinity War. And it comes out around the same time as Solo. And I, for some reason, I just feel like there isn't enough hype behind the Solo movie like there is the new Avengers movie. So my my first round draft pick is going to be Avengers Infinity War. What, what's your number two? My number two pick is Mary Poppins. That shit is going to slay the box office. I I think you're right. I think Mary Poppins. And it's like... The end of the year. So I think a lot of families are going to go to see Mary Poppins. I think the nostalgia factor is going to also kick in huge with this movie. Like the little, the little ones won't know anything about it, but I feel like multiple upon multiple generations have been watching this. So whether it's grandparents or parents or like cool aunts and uncles, they are all going to want to like have an excuse to bring the little ones to the theater. I am impressed, Ivana. I feel like you brought a really good pick to the table. It, like it's an A-game pick. My second round is going to be The Incredibles 2, which uh, I think Another is, solid pick. Yeah, I think people have been waiting for it so long that it's going to really, really perform. As we know, Coco did exceptionally well. Pixar in general does really well. So I think uh, yeah. a sequel to The Incredibles could could see really high returns. So uh, what do you got? Number three. My number three pick is the untitled Deadpool sequel. Okay, awesome. Uh, that was, yeah. I was hoping you wouldn't pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really wanted to, wanted to put that one on. Um, so that means I'm going to go Jurassic. I was so worried that you were, you were going to do that the last pick. So I'm so happy I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go then, in that case, with Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom, which is a big dumb dinosaur. Wow, you dinosaur think it's going to be that big? Well, the first Jurassic uh, World just destroyed box office uh, weekend numbers. So I think it's got a, got a lot of potential, and I'm, I'm throwing it in. There, I'm very surprised that we haven't seen a couple movies pop up yet. So go with your number four. All right. My, my next one is going to be Christopher Robin. Really? Oh, my gosh. It's on my list, too. But I, it, was, it was lower. It was going to be like more of my wild card spot. But 
All right, why Christopher Robin so high? Honestly, children's movies perform really well. And again, this is another one of those nostalgia factor films where you're going to get interest among like different generations. I think that's as good a reason to put it in as any. I do have a Disney movie for my next pick, and it's going to be the live action remake of Mulan. The only That was literally the next one on my uh, list. <laughs> the only thing that makes me nervous about it is that... It's like in that December time slot and they could easily say, you know what, guys, we're just not ready yet. We're going to push it to 2019. But if it arrives when I think it should arrive, then I think it's going to be like gangbusters numbers. All right. What is uh, number five? And just so you know, we're going to 12 picks and then a wild card pick each. All right. My number five is... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Wow. Okay. So you've got a lot of faith in in this new Spider-Man. I do. I think people really loved the last Spider-Man. Did I watch it? No. Am I that interested? I'm so over the superhero thing right now. Um, but people aren't. And the box office, like, it's just saying that people want more and more and more of these big giant superhero movies. Uh, speaking of superhero movies, my next pick is going to be the one that is coming out today when we're recording, and that is Black Panther. I think we're going to see- Holy shit, that would have been my next pick. Damn you. <laughs> I think it's going to be huge. I think, like, I know the opening weekend's going to be huge. It's all a matter of longevity here, and if they can keep the momentum going, which I, I'm, I'm hoping they do. I I have a really good feeling about this movie. It's definitely going to be the top five, like one of the top five money makers of the year because from everything I've been hearing about it, and I'm totally superheroed out, I actually am going to go see this movie because I hear there's substance in addition to the superhero antics. And that's been lacking for me in the last number of, of superhero movies, except Deadpool, I, which is always awesome. Yeah, but Deadpool's like a different, a tier, a different tier of superhero because it's got that comedy and great love story and it's rated R and he's kind of an anti-hero, which is, you know, Black Panther's, I don't think he's going to be that anti-hero-ish. Um, no, I don't be. think so either. So what is your number six pick? We're halfway there. My number six is The Nutcracker. <gasps> you put it on. Okay, why? I, I really do think it's going to make a bunch of money. I, it's nowhere even on my list, not even wildcard, but I'm happy that you put it on because like, you're right. It is a Christmas family tradition, The Nutcracker, and maybe that'll see some uh, end of year results. I'm going with Bumblebee which is the next Transformers movie. I know the last one did garbage. I don't want to see wow, Bumblebee. Wow, you put that on. I just think it, they're going to try and reboot this thing. And with the success it's had over the years, I'm throwing it on. I'm not going to give it money, but uh, I, I think it could see some uh, some good results. Yeah, I saw some pictures, like some stills of it when I was looking. And I mean, I'm getting the feeling like, does it have a female lead? Are they trying to cash in on that whole thing? Like, I have no idea. I honestly, I have checked so far out of the Transformers. I just know how much they bank. So that's why I popped it on. All right. Fair enough. All right. My next pick is X-Men Phoenix. I don't know how this one's going to do. I, I mean, I think it's a, it's a good pick. With the success of the last one and all the talk about Disney acquiring Marvel and everything, or Fox, I just don't know how jazz people are to see X-Men Dark Phoenix. I have a feeling that the controversy, like people are already talking about it and getting all like, is it going to do well? Is it not going to do well? These movies tend to make money because people are curious to see what all the fuss is about. I think there could be, you know, just the right level of buzz ahead of it to spark it. Also, you know, a movie that's not on my list at all, it's not even really on my radar, is The New Mutants, which is a kind of a, a superhero horror movie that's coming out in the same, you know, X-Men universe. So who knows? Like, that could reinvigorate the series. What's your next pick? My next is a nostalgia-filled Spielberg romp. I'm not there yet with the excitement, but I think Ready Player One has enough nostalgia in it to drive an audience. So Oh, I'm, you mean because the content is nostalgic? I'm like, it's not that new, like, old a book. <laughs> I know, I know. Nostalgic with the content, with what... 
people are seeing of this, like the DeLorean and all the, uh, you know, the WoW characters and the, you know, video game characters. I think people are going to see that and go, oh man, you know what? I just want to see it for that. And so that's why it is in my, uh, my number seven spot. What is in number eight for you? My number eight spot is Ralph Breaks the Internet. Solid. Heck. Yeah, the first one did well. A lot of people said it was really good. I think it's going to get those sequel numbers. I think you could be bang on with that. So th that was Ralph Rex or Wreck-It Ralph, I guess. Wreck-It Ralph. Well, it's Ralph Breaks the Internet colon Wreck-It Ralph or something along those Ralph lines. I don't really remember. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Got it. I haven't seen anything, but I think you, you could be right about that one. I have another uh, one that's a kid's one, and it's um, Hotel Transylvania 3. That is on my list as well, just a little lower down. Why do you think that one's going to make it this high up on your So I'm kind of banking on Hotel Transylvania 3. You know, when the first Hotel Transylvania came out, not a lot of people rushed out, but the second one saw a lot of return. And... There's been a lot of Netflix buzz on these. Like Netflix has really been playing the hell out of them nonstop since Hotel Transylvania 1. So I think that's enough to get into kids' minds that when a third one comes out, it'll it'll do really well. So that's why I'm throwing it in. All right. My next pick. I'm so glad you haven't picked it yet. Venom. Venom. Okay. All right. I mean, we're going to be talking a little bit this movie a little later. Uh, I'm going to pop it on right here, right under Ralph Breaks the Internet. Why do you think Venom? Uh, Tom Hardy tends to bring audiences in quite a bit. And I think that his sort of style is going to really get people excited. And again, superheroes, they make money. Totally. I agree. Uh, superheroes bring in the bank. Um, but so and an anti-hero superhero, it's like a slightly different angle. Yeah. It, I mean, it could absolutely work or it could like go the way of Andrew Garfield and we never see him again. I don't <laughs> Not know. Not with Tom Hardy. I mean, <laughs> who is Andrew Garfield when he got that? He did social network and that's about it. That's true. I, I Look, Venom is, it's sort of a wild card for me because I just don't know yet. Uh, but we'll talk about my thoughts on Venom a little bit later. Um, you know what else brings a, a draw to the box office? Big monsters wrecking cities. So I have Rampage with Dwayne The Rock Johnson as my next pick. Shit, that was on my list. <laughs> uh, I, I just think it looks like a big, dumb, fun movie, and I think people will rush out to see it. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, so number 10 on your list. Number 10 on my list is a... A video game property, Tomb Raider. Whoa, easy there. Tomb Raider, okay. Yeah, I think Alicia Vikander is going to draw in those audiences. And uh, the first one did really well. I have a feeling the reboot's going to do well, too. You know what? It's uh, It was my wild card. So I have to come up with oh. another wild card. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have I had no idea what I would pick for that that. Maybe it'll do well. Maybe it won't do well. Uh, so I think Tomb Raider's uh, a good choice. My next on my list is, and I'm nervous about this one. This is a nervous pick for me because after the disaster that was The Mummy last year, I don't know if Tom Cruise can drive people to the seats, but it's the sixth Mission Impossible movie. Ah, well, how did the fifth one do? Well, I know a lot of people liked Rogue Nation and it did, uh, it did fairly well at the box office. It was a big blockbuster, but... Can Tom Cruise drag people back in the seats after he disappointed them with The Mummy and Jack Reacher 2? I, I don't know, but I'm going to take the gamble and say Mission Impossible 6. All right. My number 11 pick is Skyscraper, also with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So we've got two Dwayne The Rock Johnson movies in our like draft this time around. I was literally going to be my next pick. Yes. <laughs> I stole it from you. <laughs> you totally stole it from me. That's okay. Uh, you know, I think you were, I think you're onto something. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he's the biggest star in Hollywood. Totally, absolutely, this could be a hit. Everyone just loves this guy and they want to see his movies. Uh, so, okay, so you stole it. So I'm going to go with the new Dr. Seuss's The Grinch that comes out around Christmas time. 
We've got an wow. animated Grinch movie coming out. I think it could steal some box office dollars away and uh, get the families out to watch a new Grinch movie. So that is my, uh, I guess that's my number 11th pick. I feel like that is a very risky pick. I know because people remember Jim Carrey. People remember the original animated movie, right? Yeah, and I feel like the Jim Carrey one didn't do that well. I mean, it did okay, but you're right. It's into like gangbusters. Right. I mean, I think most children's movies do okay just because there's not enough content and parents are always looking to like, you know, distract their kids for two hours. Right. Uh, So, yeah. So, I I don't know, but that is going to be my risky number 11 pick. What's your number 12? And this is your last before your wild wild card. Yeah, so my last before my wild card, I'm pretty excited to say it's on my list. I really hope I'm stealing it from you. And it is Super Troopers 2. No, it is not. You don't think it's going to do well? I don't think it's going to gross. I think it's a Kickstarter movie. I thought Veronica Mars after the Kickstarter run was going to do amazing, and it didn't. So No, but you have to think about like the audience. Super Troopers is cult and Veronica Mars always had a niche audience. I, I know what you're saying, but I also look at like what Blade Runner just did and it didn't do gangbusters. So that's a cult movie that didn't perform overly well. I, you know what? I want to wish it all the best. You know how I feel about Super Troopers, but uh, it is I not- just think that with Super Troopers, it, like sometimes when you get a good comedy, they make money. It's right. hard to write a good comedy. And I think if anyone's going to do a really good comedy that's, this year, it's going to be the Super Troopers gang. All right. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with one that's already in theaters. Uh, and I'm going to go with Fifty Shades Free. No way that's going to end up in the top 25. It, it it beat out the stupid Peter Rabbit movie. I think it has longevity. Like three girls told me this weekend they're going with their girlfriends. I think this could be something that just like out of nowhere people go and see. But the last one, I mean, don't get me wrong. They all make money. All of them make money. Uh, Otherwise they wouldn't keep making them. Right, exactly. But it's not in the top 25. I mean, there was one in 2017. Let me see where it grossed. I think if it gets over like 150, it's got a chance. 50 Shades Darker made 115 million, give or take. That's not enough to get it right up there. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's close. It's the 27th biggest grossing film of 2017. I just don't think that the next one is going to make it even more. But you know what? You could, you could be right. but I, It's I'm, not a I bad guess. I mean, there. they're just on that cusp of making it to the top 25. All right. We have hit it. Um, our wild card spot. Now, the way the wild card works is this doesn't have to be in any order. It's kind of like our our, our determination of like, I don't think it'll make the top 25, but if it does... It's like great that it does and it doesn't matter where it falls. You just, it's like a bonus one. Uh, and I am going to go, oh no, I'm sorry, Ivana, you go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. It's okay. All right. So I'm going to go with my wild card at, with a, with a Bloomhouse uh, movie called Truth or Dare. And this is like a, like a horror movie. Bloomhouse does pretty well, and I think it's going to do better that, than Slenderman. Uh, even though Slenderman wow. has a lot of hype behind it, I just didn't get anything out of that trailer. And for some reason, I think more younger audiences will be running out to this, and it's got an opportunity to do well. Bloomhouse did give us Get Out. Yeah. Oh, no. Bloomhouse is awesome. I just don't think that looking at the pictures, I haven't seen a trailer or anything. Truth or Dare seems quite as revolutionary. Bloomhouse tends to do the best when they're taking risks, and it doesn't seem risky to me. At least not from the picture. So what is what is your wild card spot? I'm really excited about my wild card spot, and it is Sicario 2. Wow. Okay, Sicario 2. That yeah, is a wild I, I card. I don't know if 
Yeah, like it's a big wild card, but everyone I know loved the first one. A lot more than I did. I mean, it's a really good movie, don't get me wrong. But everyone I know just like loved this movie. And and so I think people are going to be really like raring to see the next one. I love it. I love it. So that's our that's our new segment. Uh, I'm just going to quickly recap what we've what we've done. So Ivana's picks for 2018 are number one, Solo. Number two, Mary Poppins Returns. Deadpool 2, Christopher Robin. Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. The Nutcracker. X-Men Dark Phoenix. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Venom. Tomb Raider. Skyscraper. Super Troopers 2. And her wild card is Sicario 2. My picks are Avengers Infinity War, The Incredibles 2, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Mulan, Black Panther, Bumblebee, Ready Player One, Hotel Transylvania 3, Rampage, Mission Impossible 6, The Grinch, Fifty Shades Freed, and Truth or Dare for my wild card. Okay, I have a question for you. Bonus sure. question. While you were looking through the whole list of movies... What movie do you think you're like the most excited to see that you saw, whether it's on this list or not? Um, the most excited to see. I am really excited for The Incredibles. Really? I'm super excited. I love the first one, and I'm I'm looking for a win for director Brad Bird because the last haven't been that great. Uh, Tomorrowland was such a disappointment, and I just. I just really want to win for this guy at Disney so that we can be like, oh yeah, Brad Bird, look at him, he's great. What about you? I'm the most excited for a movie called Thoroughbreds um, with Anton Yelchin. The oh, late is it one of his and last? amazing Anton Yelchin. And it's actually, it's a horror thriller and I'm so excited. It's also got the girl from... Um, Something Earl and the Dying Girl and um, Bates Motel. Oh, great. Um, one last question before we move on, because it's been a long segment. Do you have any that you're surprised didn't come up over the course of this? Good question. I'm surprised that I didn't get to Ant-Man and the Wasp or that it wasn't said at all. Uh, and Aquaman. I, I think I just, I don't know if Aquaman is going to do that well. Um, I'm surprised that we didn't get to Red Sparrow, but I don't think it's going to make it in the end. And I am also really surprised about Ant-Man and Sherlock Gnomes. Sherlock Gnomes, I have no <laughs> faith in, but I have, I have sort of faith in Holmes and Watson and Ocean's 8, and they didn't come out either. And Mamma Mia, the new Mamma Mia, which... That that was on my list, just lower, lower on it my list. It was lower for me as well. So very interesting. Well, we'll have to check in at the end of the year and see how this MTM draft has worked itself out. I think we have a good shot of getting at least 20 of 25. Absolutely. All right, Jay, let's take a break. Are you seeing the Black Panther movie this weekend? Oh my gosh, we are recording the day before I see it. I see it at 1 p.m. tomorrow. It is less than 24 hours before I get to see that movie. I'm, I'm trying so hard not to look at anything, but it's really hard on Twitter. Like you go on Twitter, you just see things about Black Panther all day long. Yeah, you've been texting me like a lot of really big concern, especially like, how is it going to go in the States? Are there going to be shootings? <laughs> like, I was nervous about shootings because originally the first, uh, like today, they were going to be all black screenings. Like that was the idea when it first uh, was announced. Hey. It's been a long time coming. Let's, you know, a Marvel all-black cast superhero movie. Let the audiences, the black audiences, go see it first. So the, I didn't, I purposefully, based on that, did not buy my ticket for opening night. I bought it for tomorrow. And then I got word that, like, there could be shootings. And I'm like, what the, what? I mean, I don't think this is going to so, happen like, in Canada. So, like, some crazed, like, white supremacist breaks into the theater and shoots people? Like, that's what people are worried about? That's what 
somebody somebody on Twitter said this is a possibility of a fear that people have. And I was like, oh, shit, that is awful. Well, let's not like the reality is there have been movie theater shootings like in recent history, a good amount of them. Of course, the Dark Knight uh, shooting was probably the the most infamous i would say Mm -hmm. i just uh, i'd like to hope that nothing like that happens with this movie i feel like i've heard nothing but positive buzz i'm not really like i'm kind of superheroed out with the exception that i really want to see this movie because i've heard that it is a lot more than just a regular old marvel superhero movie well and then that's my other question is is the goal so that we don't recognize the difference between a superhero who is black and a superhero who is white and we just want to go because it's a great superhero movie or is the importance of a film like this more important to audiences or to the collected conscious of the world, I guess? It may be, but the thing that gets me excited about it is that I think this movie has a little bit more to say than, say, an Avengers, which I feel like they don't really have anything to say about the world or there's nothing that you're really going to learn or change. And I feel like this movie is all about like what it takes to be a leader and a good leader. And I'm kind of curious to see what Marvel's take is on that. Absolutely fair. And we've got a great director at the helm, so I'm, I'm excited about that. There's one thing that irks me a bit about the excitement for Black Panther. And it's what? it keeps coming up on Twitter over and over. First black superhero movie. And I just, it, it, it rubs me the wrong way a little bit, I think, when I hear that. Why? Because it's Cause, not? Like, was cause, there another Yeah, because it's not. You know, like, Blade was a whole trilogy there was Hancock. Does Blade there was Steel, is Blade there was a Catwoman. superhero movie, or is it it's like a Marvel, it's a Marvel comics movie? It was the first Marvel franchise. Oh wow! I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Maybe it's just the first uh, in this new Marvel multiverse. That it is, and and it's not that I'm not excited about that. I just always get like a little twinge of like, what about Catwoman and Steel and all these other movies that came out that were total well, Catwoman superhero movies. Catwoman wasn't very good. I think this is the first one that could be great. Um, and that and is what I'm looking Blade is really good. To. I love the first Blade. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. So I'm really excited for Black Panther. I'm going to go see it tomorrow and I'm going to see it with our buddy Chris who used to pop on the show every once in a while for friends with elephants you know him if you've uh, if you're a longtime follower and he seems to be pretty excited too welcome in it's time for him possible and her possible trivia let's meet our contestants it is trivia time I love this segment and it's perfect for anyone listening to play along so what we're gonna do here is Jay and I are gonna ask each other five trivia questions we each have 45 seconds to answer the question if we're wrong in our first guess well then that question will be asked again and we'll keep going around and around until that 45 second clock runs out are you ready I'm gonna ask you first You're going to ask me first. Okay. So is your first question a multiple choice question? It is not. All right. So after you ask the question, I will hit the timer. Let's start. What does CD-ROM stand for? Compact disc. ROM. Move on. Move along. Guinness beer was first brewed in which country? Ireland. On which plant, sorry, blech, on which planet is the Great Red Spot located? Mars. In what year was the first Harry Potter movie released? 2004. What common kitchen item is made of sodium and chlorine? Salt. What does CD-ROM stand for? CD-ROM, compact disc, ah, how many did I get? You got two. What does CD-ROM stand for? 
Uh, compact disc read-only memory. Oh, of course. I forgot the ROM part of that. And uh, the planet with the great red spot is Jupiter. Oh, yeah. And there's one more I missed. Yep. Harry Potter. I thought you would have gotten this one. It was 2002? first 2002? 2001. Ah, oh, gosh. So much pressure. All right. I think you're going to win this, then. Here we go. Uh, it is not a multiple choice, so I will start it right after I ask. What is the name of the half black, half Latino Spider-Man? Pass. Name a movie nominated for Best Picture. Phantom Thread. What kind of animal did Beatrix Potter famously write about? Pass. Name the boy from Winnie the Pooh. Christopher Robin. What was my favorite TV show of 2017? Um, the one with the puberty. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the half black, half Latino Spider-Man? Honestly, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. What kind of animal did Beatrix Potter famously write about? Werewolves? Oh, wow. It's like we need to go to sudden death or something here. <laughs> uh, actually, no, we don't because you, well, you, you got two. You didn't say the name of my favorite TV show, but I'll give you a 0.5 for knowing it was about puberty. It was Big Mouth. Big uh, Mouth. That's the name of it. I mean, it's funny. You said it and I immediately envisioned like the yellow and the characters, but I couldn't remember the name. Beatrix Potter famously wrote about a rabbit named Peter Rabbit. And the name of the oh, half Oh, shit. Black... I thought Beatrix Robin <laughs> was from the Harry Potter series. Oh, you silly. Uh, <laughs> what is the name of the half black, half Latino Spider-Man? That is Miles Morales, who will be featured in Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Ah, yes. Movies I no longer care about. <laughs> Except it's on your list of for the draft, so you got to start caring. No, I don't, I don't have to care about it. It's just going to make money. <laughs> well, you hope it does. Hey, shut up! It's trailer trash! We've got two trailers for you today. We are going to talk about the official trailer for Solo and the uh, teaser that came out for Venom. Um, and we probably have some things to start with. Ivana, what, what should we start with? Solo or Venom? Let's start with Solo. And for those who haven't seen the trailers, check out our show notes. We've got it linked. All right, so Solo, out of these two trailers, in my opinion, Solo is the more exciting. Yeah, Um. I don't know. They're both like the same to me. Like the same mediocre, the same blah, the same horrible. Like, it, it's weird watching these two trailers back to back just now. It's like the same trailer, just a different setting. So like... It's very much setting related and like, here's a star. There's a star. Look at that face. Are you excited yet? Trailer. Like that's all that happened. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> so I, I gotta, I gotta say, I, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan. I loved The Last Jedi. Solo does not have my money. Are you kidding me? You're not going to watch Solo? I, is it because the I, guy's ugly? I might. You think the guy's ugly? Oh, yeah. Really? I think a lot of ladies like him. He looks like he's like, I don't know, 50, but he's clearly like 30-something maybe. I don't know. Or 20-something maybe even. I don't know. He looks like he's meant to be in the 70s. It's weird. Look, I, I'm not going to say that he's ugly or not because I just don't care. I think it's more along the lines of this trailer does nothing for me in a way that I don't care that I know what happened with Lando and Solo before I meet them in the original franchise. I mean, I think that this seems like more fun than the Rogue, like Rogue One. I agree. I, I, as I'm on record as saying, I'm not a huge fan of Rogue One. I don't think it has legs where other people love it. I think it's a great 40 minutes of war movie on another planet. And the rest of it is pretty garbage, especially the character development. Yeah. I, I was not a huge fan of Rogue One. Um, you know, everyone died in the end and I was like, meh. 
And I don't think that's what they were going for when they made that movie. I, I think they wanted more people to feel that and it, it was not impactful. And then you got that Darth Vader scene, which was so insane and everybody loved it, but it throws off the continuity of the next three films with Darth Vader. So I hated that. <laughs> um, Wait, how? Why? Why did it throw off continuity? Well, because about five minutes after that insane rage he showed, where he literally had some guy on a ceiling and cut him in half, he's like wagging his finger at Princess Leia's face. You better tell us. You better do this. And it, it's like, where's that rage, man? Like, we never see that again. In the character ever? I mean, I don't know if I think that's true. We see more of that in Kylo Ren than we ever do again with Vader. Vader is a very composed villain. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that was his one moment of breakage that he didn't like. He does, Vader didn't like to be out of control where Kylo Ren often gets to that out of control place. Absolutely. But in Rogue One, I think they showed it for cool factor and didn't do it because they loved the, they wanted, they wanted to show you that this is a character who can do this. But I just, it bugs me because you never see that happen again. And literally five minutes later, it's episode four. And he's, you tell us the, where that base is. Like, makes no sense. I mean, I'll be honest. I think that that probably had a lot more to do with how much people like Kylo Ren. And so they just kind of put a bit of Kylo Ren into that movie. I just think these pre these other prequels, let's not, <laughs> everybody. Everybody in the world, let's not kid ourselves. These are fucking prequels we're getting. You can call them one-offs, whatever. They add to the whatever bullshit. They're prequels and they fuck with the continuity. That's fair. I'm not that into Discovery and that's a prequel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyways, um, as far as I'm concerned, Solo does not have my money yet. I haven't seen a trailer that has made me go like, yep, I'm in 100%. Like... Avengers Infinity War trailer. I saw one trailer. I said, yeah, okay, you got my money. I have not watched any other piece of anything. Black Panther, I saw Civil War and said, I'll just go see that movie. That's fine. That character deserves my money. I I think that the problem here is that neither of these trailers, and Solo in particular, I I have no sense of what he's going to do. I just know it's going to be an adventure, but like, why do I care? What adventure am I going on? And this could be the marketer in me, Ivana. Like it really could, but I look at trailers as if they're commercials. I don't look at them as like little pieces of entertainment anymore. I look at them like you were trying to sell me- I mean, that's what they are. They're little commercials. Right. You're trying to sell me the product. So when a trailer doesn't do that, like Solo- I'm not going to go see your movie because your marketing has failed me. Fair enough. You know what I hate more? When a trailer gets you excited, but then like does the bait and switch and the movie you go to see isn't what was in the trailer, which I don't oh. think we're going to get in either of these because it comes we at night, the witch, possibly yeah. mother. I don't know. I may never watch Absolutely that movie. Absolutely mother. I like don't watch those trailers. <laughs> Exactly. But, like, not that the movie is bad, but the trailers give you a different movie. Uh, so let's move on to Venom. Ivana, did you, you'd seen this trailer before you did your draft, right? No, I have not seen this trailer So you just saw just it. Just now. So yeah. you said that Tom Hardy could sell a movie. Is yeah. this Is this Tom Hardy going to sell this movie? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this movie's going to make so much money. I mean, it feels... It's interesting... The tone of the film reminds me of original Spider-Man meets Dark Knight. Yeah, it looks more grounded for sure. I mean, how do you give us a Venom trailer and don't show us Venom? Well, I think it's all about how Venom is created. Venom's actually, when I was a kid, that was one of the first Marvel comic characters that really struck out at me. Um, and the trailer, because it does feel more grounded and because you don't really get to see Venom in it at all, um, I'm excited for that aspect of it, but I mean, I'm also kind of bored of superhero movies, so I just don't know how I'm going to feel about it. For me, uh, 
Seamus Solo Venom has not sold me. The, Venom does not have my money yet. And I think it's 100% the tone of this weird-ass film. I'm going to need a little bit more story. Because you're just giving me the same old origin of this is a demon you know, okay, well, well let's demons. just be honest. The Marvel origin of Venom is pretty cool. It's great, but you need Spider-Man to pull it off. You don't think Spider-Man's going to make it in the, like, show up at all? I do, but if you're going to put the black symbiote on Peter and make it the Tom Holland Peter, I mean, I almost want to see that story without this Venom movie. Interesting. I'm I'm excited to see the Venom movie. I'm excited to see that whole darkness aspect of things. Um, but maybe not in theaters though. Like I'll watch it. I'll watch it because it was my favorite Marvel superhero when I was young. But I don't know that I'm gonna pay to see it in theaters. At this rate, I'm definitely not. Um, at this rate, Tom Holland and another like mumbly sort of voice. Granted. This is probably the clearest Tom, uh, Tom Hardy voice I've heard in a while because it was voiceover. <laughs> but if we're going to get another muffled Tom Hardy voice, I, I, I can skip it. <laughs> yeah, that is the one thing I'm concerned about is will Tom Hardy mumble his way through something? I, uh, I, I don't know if I can sit through that. Riz Ahmed is in it. I, I, I'm, I'm so like, you got to go see it now. Yeah, I freaking love that guy. Like, he's amazing. And Jenny Slate, she's pretty cool. Why weren't these people in the trailer? WTF. Why don't you put something in the trailer that draws people in? Something, anything. It's except a guy on a motorcycle. I don't care. I've seen a million guys on motorcycles. Well, okay, you know what's going on here. There there have been a lot of complaints and the internet has been really upset. They're saying all the movies give away all the best parts and people wanted more like secretive trailers. So now they're getting them. That's all. I think you can do both. They've been making trailers since the beginning of movies. <laughs> you know, in the seventies, you got these very vague trailers that sold a lot of tickets. I, I think you can figure it out. Hollywood, both solo and venom kind of met on the trailers this week. Uh, hopefully we do some more trailer trashes where we love the trailers and we really want to see the movie based on them. But, uh, these first two of the year, eh, meh. They're like C's. All right. Next week, as we are still counting down the movies before the Oscars and our big top 10 turf war of the best movies of 2017, we are going to watch Mother. I still haven't seen it. Ivana saw it and then... I've seen it twice. I saw it in movie theaters the opening weekend, which like I never do. Uh, I was really disappointed while I was watching it. Then I got home and then I was like, oh, maybe I don't hate it. Then I had to watch it again. And I cannot wait to talk about it with you. So this is all so that Ivana can finally talk to me about Mother. I've got really zero interest in this movie. So I hope it turns it around in my brain. Just uh, one tip of advice, especially for anyone who's like th looking to watch it with us. It's not a horror movie. So don't think it's a horror movie. It's not. So Mother exclamation point by Darren Aronofsky is what we'll be talking about in the next episode. I'm excited to talk about this segment. Uh, so in our show notes, you'll find a link to a fun article. And it's talking a little bit about internet and tech addiction. Are people getting addicted to their phones? So this no. is a pretty hot and yeah. Pe well, no. I, I know you're being sarcastic, but I don't think that anyone is getting addicted to anything, at least not really. Um, and there's two camps here. There's the people who think that, you know, game addiction, phone addiction, all this stuff is real. And then there's the people who are saying, chill out. Here's the thing, Ivana. You don't have phone addiction yourself. No. You, you might have computer addiction. No, I don't. But you definitely don't have phone addiction. Whereas my, my loving Becky certainly has an addiction to her phone. She cannot go anywhere without it. She is always on it. She's always on social media. And I have 
I have noticed a trend as well. I'm waking up and looking at my phone first thing. It's always attached to me. And I myself have started taking precautions. What kind of precautions? I've turned off notifications on almost every single app I have, with the exception of texting and my my phone ringer and a couple of YouTube channels. That is it. Well, I mean, isn't that just normal? I The only things I allow push notifications for are like actual messaging apps and my phone. Nothing but I don't else. Even, I don't even do Hangouts. I don't do Messenger. Well, how do you know only when I text, text you when I'm in the States? We've been talking via Hangouts. Well, when, I, when I'm when i at work, like I was today and I worked late, I have a little Hangouts thing open on my tabs. And then I get a little one thing pops up and I'm like, oh, Ivana is texting me and I'll go and I'll see what's going on there. But What about I Facebook Messenger? Nope. I, I just see the little notification when I look at my home screen. Weird. I, I'll allow push notifications for anything that I consider texting because it's the same as texting whatever app it's on. See, this is why, but you're also not addicted to your phone, whereas I was getting to a point, or at least I recognized it, so I wanted to take even more drastic measures. Okay, I don't think that 99% of people are addicted to their phones. Yes, it's, you know what, we live in, like, it's 2018, you look at your phone right before you go to bed. You look at your phone when you wake up. Your phone is always with you. If you accidentally leave it somewhere, you are you feel naked and a little bit like, how am I going to live my life? It's just the reality of our existence. We use our phones for everything. I don't think that's addiction. I think that's just our like landscape. You know, I think a part of the reason why I want to get back into board games so much is the move away from digital. I like the tactile feel of those things in my hands and, you know, actually moving pieces instead of swiping on a screen. Don't get me wrong. I still have the board, some digital board games as well, but I like, I like being able to turn out, tune out of it, which you've always done very well, Ivana. Um, yeah, that's true. And, and, and get into a world where I'm not constantly looking at that. thing. Well, I like to think about it like... Do I want to be present for my own life? And you are very present. Yeah, like I always have my phone with me, but if I'm hanging out with someone, I, I certainly don't want to be on my phone because I only have the time that I have with them. So I may as well be present for that like fun. And I would say that every friend that you are with is incredibly thankful for that. Uh, you never know. They might be like, ugh, Ivana, I just want to be on my phone beside you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so you posted some great material you can find in the show notes. Why don't you take us through the what, what teens are saying, what people are saying about this newfound addiction? Well, like, okay, so 50% of teens consider themselves addicted to the phones. 60% of people in the UK consider themselves addicted to their phones. But... I'm a believer that with like a number of psychology professors and stuff like that also believe this. It's called moral panic. And it's like a thing that's happened throughout history. Like it's totally normal. We do it all the time. And essentially examples of moral panic are back in the day in the 80s when like those moms rot like protested against ACDC and KISS and like you know, metal music because they thought it was Satan's music, uh, comic books in the 1950s. Like this is like a regular day to day now. But back in the 1950s, people were convinced that the that people were addicted to comic books and it was, you know, ruining the moral fiber of our times. Elvis Presley and the Beatles were like hot button issues that were apparently going to ruin the world. So why do you think that that people latch on to these things. Is it just because they're so popular? No, I think it's just change. I think like if you're in a generation where change is coming and then you get nostalgic about the good old days and how you had it, the reality is life is always changing. It's not necessarily worse or better. In fact, my opinion is it's usually better, but um, you're afraid you feel a little bit left out of the loop of this change. And so you decide to 
make it call something an addiction or consider something bad where maybe it's not so bad. You know, one of the one of the things about the digital gaming and and things like that have taken kids out of the playground and brought them indoors is that um is that harmful like they're not as active anymore as like our generation used to be or is I, there nothing to actually support the, the fact that they're not as active we're just making shit up and it's moral panic i i feel like the same stuff was said about us and television um and That's I right. Think we would rot our brains. We heard that over and over and over. Also, like, I wasn't really, I mean, maybe I'm not a good example, but like, I think if you grow up in a city, you're not outside and playing as much as if you grow up in suburbs or um, the country. Sure. I, I figure you're not going over to your friend's place to play video games. You're probably going to walk in the woods because that's what you've got. My Like, I never would have been allowed out alone like that. Also, I think nowadays you're, the problem is... Uh, parents are not allowed to let their kids just go out into the street. So you have to have things for them to do if you're going to keep them cooped up all day. Yeah, like I think it's probably more on the parents than the kids. I mean, now with phones and stuff, there's no reason why kids can't be outside on their phones on the internet. Exactly. My my older uh, niece and nephew, they have phones literally so that they can like text, hey, I'm here or I'm going here next, or I'm on my way home, or I need a ride, whatever reason, that's why they have those phones. That's like the stipulation that we gave you is that you must have it on. You have to be available because I'm paying your phone bill. That's how I convinced my parents to get me my phone. Really? I had to buy my first phone. I never asked my parents for one. What? How old were you? Exactly. I am old and decrepit. And when I was 18, I got that beautiful bricked Nokia monster. And it was one of the first phones any of us had. <laughs> and that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in again next week. If you'd like to help us support the show, you can hop onto your podcast service and subscribe. And if you're really feeling generous... Why don't you give us a little quick rating and a review? Our intro song comes to us from bensound.com, and we encourage you to check out all our show notes for more information about the music, our talented voice actors, and sound effects. And Jay and I love hearing from you, and we actually built this website so you can reach us on it. It's morethanmovies.net. And in case you hate websites, you can email us at hello at morethanmovies.net. Or if you hate email, we've also got Facebook slash More Than Movies Podcast. Or catch either of us on Twitter. I'm at Jester J. And I'm at It's Ivana. So thanks again for spending some time with us. We'll be back again next week with an all-new commercial-free episode. Until next time, friends. Do more. And watch more. Watch more.